0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Blackprint Podcast, where we discuss life, culture, relationships, and everything in between to help us design the layout for Black millennials living. I am your host, Betty.
1: and I'm your host, Adriana.
0: So, if you want to learn a little bit more about who we are, uh, why we chose the name The Blackprint, please feel free to go check out our episode zero, uh, where it highlights a little bit more about us, uh, why we started this podcast, and. Um, yeah, where we want to go with it. So also be sure to follow all of our socials at the Black Print Podcast, and that's about the BLK Print Podcast on all of our social media platforms, just to stay updated and informed and uh, all of our future episodes and to also interact with us going forward
1: yes 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 we're super excited for you guys to interact with us on our <laughs> platform it's not boring i promise you want to follow <laughs> our social media page. Like,
0: <laughs> we're trying our best you so. are going to want to follow exactly yeah all right so for today's episode mm-hmm. this is a big topic this is a big one. First generation
1: This is a serious one. First gen. gen.
0: This is a huge topic that, I mean, I don't think is covered enough. Like, I don't think... I think we talk about it in our circles, amongst our friends and our families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But we never really talk about it as a serious topic. And it's huge.
1: It is huge. Like, we're living it out. Yeah. I don't even know how many of us actually realize how much, like, being a first-generation... Um, Canadian impacts your experience <laughs> in every area aspect of, of life. life
0: Exactly, like
1: it is literally responsible for so much of like why you know our professional lives are the way they are our education our relationships our friendships exactly. like everything is impacted by this uh this element of us exactly. um so we we can't get around it like we got to talk about
0: it yeah it's embedded in who we are and I think Uh, it's important to embrace it and kind of just pick apart the pieces to understand like how it affects us mentally yeah
1: emotionally yeah
0: there's a lot to unpack
1: so much to unpack (laughs) all right so where are your parents from? Okay, let's tell, so tell people. So I'll tell you. <laughs> <that. Tell people. laughs> so background. my background—I have a little swirly, swirly situation going on. So. <laughs> <Swirly> situation. <laughs> swirly, swirly. <she> <laughs> <laughs> so my mom is Jamaican. Uh, she's she's from the the island of Jamaica. <laughs> Father is from Ghana, West Africa. Um, so I have those two uh kind of like cultures um but I think for me growing up my mom I think in every almost in every home I think the mom carries the culture of the home like and so I think we grew up me and my sisters kind of grew up knowing more about Jamaican culture and knowing being more accustomed to Jamaican culture and so that is the culture that I think I most readily identify with Mm -hmm. um in terms of like your mom teaches you how to cook. So you learn how to cook Jamaican food and this is where you this is where you go to church and this is your community and this is how you so that that's what the case is for me. I don't really have that much like my dad was never um really big on like teaching us his language or even like taking us back to his country. Right. And all that stuff. So mm-hmm. we, we've been to Jamaica and done all that stuff, but we don't we really so kind of yadi. blank on that side. Yachty.
0: So that's
1: that's what it is. Um, that's, that's my background well, what Can
0: about,
1: you cook jollof rice though? Nah, yo, I'm telling you, like I actually I don't even yeah. want to get blasted I don't want to get blasted on that. Blasted. <laughs> I don't want to get blasted because <laughs> I really do Rate Ganyan food from what I have tried But I haven't really, I'm telling you I really, I'm not well versed at all so, We'll get there
0: we'll Yeah, get we'll there. get that little girl there If anybody knows how to help her out <laughs> <on> the jollof <laughs> rice
1: you know, holla help, me, holla me.
0: help me holla I can and make rice and, and peas though no, I can chicken. she can no, she's bomb at cooking she's actually really good at cooking um for me I am Habesha to the core Jeez. I am Ethiopian Jeez. through Jeez. and through, <laughs> and through. <laughs> Ethiopian um yeah so both my parents are from Ethiopia uh I grew up in a very traditional mm. <laughs> household super strict parents um i wasn't even allowed to watch bet super christian parents girl me neither lord
1: listen that's how i
0: grew up yeah um, but yeah a lot of rules a lot of restrictions but yeah. a lot of love you know Yeah. um and a lot of just just culture right and i I'm, I'm glad that i was i was raised in that i won't lie i know a lot of people i don't know why like i didn't know this until like i kind of grew got a little older some people just don't like to identify with their their roots
1: no they don't
0: I find it so it's baffling to me it is
1: but you know what it is I think a lot of it has to do with like what type of community you grew up in that's I true, think that's true like for some of us we grew up where like for me growing up as a kid there were like everybody was Jamaican almost thing right. like, and then and even if you weren't Jamaican you were from somewhere and so everybody was proud of like where they exactly. were from or whatever but I think some people that were are raised in spaces or in neighborhoods where they have to, like, hide their cultural identity. They learn to kind of, like, have shame sort of attached to that identity and want to kind yeah. of assimilate to wherever they're from.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. It's, it's the same thing for me. Like, I grew up around a lot, is my community, my church community, my cultural community. Yeah. All my friends were Habesha too. Right. So, um, I don't know, I was taught to love it and yeah. to live it out. So, um, so yeah, were your parents really strict?
1: Girl, listen. And if how anybody... strict?
0: Like some people, some people say their parents are <laughs> strict, strict but like how no. Did you get beat with the cord? Because <laughs> I got beat with the cord.
1: No, there's girl. no timeouts in no my house. Go so get the belt. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. If anybody knows about those, <laughs> like Jamaican holiness oh, Christians, Lord. that is what I'm talking about. And even my dad, like my dad was super strict, like. My dad was not, like, the person who um, carried, like, he didn't, he didn't say much. But if it was one thing, listen, your grades have got to be on point. And uh, my dad did not play. If I came home with, like, a B plus, my dad, that is not acceptable. That's not a joke. That is not a joke. I actually would literally cry thinking, like, (laughs) yo, like, what I, what's going to happen when I come home when I present this one? Like, it's a very serious thing um yeah my parents were very like I never went to sleepovers oh, sleepovers yeah. were sleepovers not a though. thing that was a no- you didn't even ask about sleepovers, sleepovers to be honest you just know that. That that's just not a thing um yeah I wasn't allowed to watch VT either that was just oh, god there was so much associated with that but yeah like just really 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 strict parents and upbringing, um, and upbringing yeah like mm. you just I don't even wear shorts till this day. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh. gosh. No, for real. Like,
1: I literally only wear shorts within my bedroom. And as soon as I leave that room, it's a different thing. There's a robe. There's some type of situation. Because that's just not how I was brought up. Like, there's just, like, I don't know. So when
0: did you, I guess the question is, like, when did you realize your upbringing was different? Like, I mean, mm. You're both think, born here. So yes, yeah, we're both gen, we're born here. But when you realize, like, was it when first day of school in kindergarten yes. when you came <laughs> to school with jerk chicken and rice? Or was it later in life? Like, what was
1: it? I think I noticed quite early on, to be honest. Um, I think that, uh, like, I, I, I started school in a public school in North York. If anybody knows North York at the time, like, late 90s, that was very... There was, it was very culturally diverse or whatever, but um, I still being black, you were still a minority. Like, you mm-hmm. were still not the, like, you knew you were black. I right. think I probably had maybe one or two other black kids in the Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it wasn't those times in Toronto? Yeah. There was wow. like a lot of Italians or a lot of Filipinos. Oh, wow. Um, but it wasn't really that many of us, at least not at my school. Um, so, yeah, I knew off rip that, like, there's a different situation going on. Like, first of all, I knew I was black, like, just from, like, my hair didn't fall the way their hair did. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, I just, I knew that. um, But, like, culturally, just, like, even the types of snacks. Let me tell you something. So Mm -hmm. when I was little, I always wanted to have a fruit roll-up for oh snack gosh. at school that
0: was an option in my house yo that was not an can option. i tell
1: you that my mom would be like no stop! i would never buy my kids those things that's candy that's not food yeah. and i'm like i never i actually had to wait until i had money of my own <laughs> to buy a ferrolla <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dying <laughs> because, because i you know always
0: wanted to dunkaroos dunkaroos were my favorite i things. was allowed right. to have dunkaroos Holy, but like it just wasn't. what packed in the food. no. Like, it you was just, it wasn't. You, know, you open, you, you sit down, you your you're gonna, like rice again, That's again, in a thermos. Bro. Oh my god! Oh, to this day, I'm sick of race You know, I don't like race No, I don't like. I race don't like rice. You know? I don't like race yeah, I, I like ate like that race. way
1: too much growing up. Yeah, <laughs> so scary.
0: So annoying. So so
1: scary. When was the moment that you thought you realized that your upbringing was different? I
0: don't. know if There's a particular like moment Mm -hmm. like you're like oh my god I'm you know I'm different but you just feel it yeah you can just feel I grew up in Kitchener I didn't like I was born in Toronto but Mm -hmm. I was raised in Kitchener Waterloo Ontario so it's for people who don't know it's an hour west Mm. from Toronto the city of Toronto um so it's a much quieter city so it's a different uh pace of life hmm. and um yeah like i i think i was the only black kid in my cl- most of oh, my wow. classes if it, yeah and i mean even in the entire school i think it's really? like me and my sister yeah honestly up like, until
1: what how old
0: i would say high school Stop. I high school yeah No, don't tell me that yeah what so i i always knew i was different um in that regard but I guess in terms of like values and yeah. our culture yeah. and things I mean like you obviously like we're black so that's different but in regards to how we were raised I would say when I moved to Toronto wow. like yeah Oh wow
1: so you didn't really Cuz the
0: thing is I grew up I grew up in like a predominantly, like it was an Ethiopian church. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my friends throughout high school Raised were Ethiopian. You. Yeah, like you just yeah. don't, you know, you're just living in your bubble. Yeah. So yeah, like when I moved to Toronto, when you see, like you just think, oh, like we're all gonna be the same. But like, no, no. we're really, we're really not. No, no. <laughs> we're
1: really not. Yeah, I think for me, like by the time we moved to Brampton, I and Brampton is, uh, I think everybody knows where Brampton is, but for the sake of clarity, um, uh, Brampton is probably about 30, 35 minutes west of Toronto as well. So not quite as west as Kitchener, but still west. And at the time that we moved to Brampton, it was still like Brampton is a it is a minority suburb. Like yeah. it is like one of the few suburbs, I think, in the GTA where it is actually predominantly um minorities so I never had that experience of like being in a predominantly white space my high school was literally like half black Mm -hmm. and like half like South Asian or whatever so it I've never I I did grow up around a lot of people people that looked like me and and had somewhat similar experiences to me I think I realized that I was a kind of like a little bit of a fish out of water maybe around high school times, Mm -hmm. I think high school was when I started to really like plug into um, like my black identity and also my cultural identity and also like plugging more into like my church community and that kind of thing. Um, Up until that point, all of my close friends were not black until high school, until I got to high school. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I did get to high, and I, I noticed differences then, but I couldn't. I couldn't attribute them to anything mm-hmm. other than probably race or just different things that I, I don't think I really fully understood. When I got to high school, I think that's when I realized, like, oh, y'all are going to parties. I can't say the word party. <laughs> I, can ask. I cannot I can even. even Ass.
0: I want to make an amendment to my statement. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say not Toronto but university mm-hmm. that's really when it hits you like when yeah. you really realize and you know what it is like even something as simple as like applying to osap yeah or yeah you know like just the little things that you have no clue and i'm the oldest in my family yes I'm the oldest me too of five. Yeah. Adriana is the oldest of her, her in her family too yeah so like you're just blindsided yeah. like you know what i mean you're just completely blindsided
1: there's so much university you make a really good point when you talk about university, because I really think that that was really the moment that I started to understand um, what it meant, not necessarily just to be Black, but really to be, like, like for your parents to be immigrants like yes. i think that was a moment that i'm just like yo like no one has ever they've never applied for student loans right they've never applied for like a university here from high school even going through high school like academic applied you're left to figure out all of that by yourself, yourself right literally. your parents don't really but know because the
0: expectation is to do really well exactly like in high school, you already you know you make the you know you're the executive decision yeah exactly you're good but when you get to university you really realize the lack of supports you know what I mean like you just don't have like I didn't I personally didn't have like an older I I had like maybe one older cousin. yeah to really show me like okay so how do I do this yeah how do I go here Mm -hmm. this and that and even though you've kind of achieved like success at a high school level like you know you've Beat your peers yeah on the same level yeah. as your your white yeah. peers yeah. um they are like on to getting their car yeah and all of their oh my dad paid my first year my exactly. second year like I'm living on residence yeah. even though I live in the city yeah. I'm like what yeah I'm like, I'm like I'm trying to make sure that I have enough money for it. every <laughs> you know like business, all my textbooks like
1: all the things yeah yeah no it's such a struggle and like even yeah. when you think about um um I was gonna say like not even just not even just, like, paying for university or, like, just even going to university. You don't right. even understand, like, how significant that is and, like, what that experience is. Like, I remember applying for university and I wasn't even allowed to apply to somewhere that was outside oh of no, the Oh, for sure. Like,
0: that I was mean, not an option. I, I applied and I got in. I applied and got too. I was in not too. allowed. I was not to go. Leave. Yeah. I was ready to go to Guam. I was about to pack my bags. So I'm like, Dad, Screaming. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no you're not <laughs> <laughs> where do you think you're going where do you i literally fought with him for two days over it oh, and i ended wow. up going to good old university <laughs> of <laughs> waterloo
1: <laughs> i was like okay i'm gonna at least apply to one school that's outside of the gti you know that's
0: that's a rebellious phase. yeah we're applying we're just trying, to say just you know to say that we-, we can leave yeah, if yeah we want to. but i
1: wasn't allowed i just no, did it anyway no.
0: but why do you so- think why do you think they even because at that point we're adults. Yeah. Why do you think... <laughs>
1: adults? Imagine. Do you remember telling your parents at eighteen that you're an 18?
0: adult? Oh Lord. <laughs> you're you're still a kid until you move out of the house. Oh, facts. Even even then, I don't even know because i moved out and I still have to live by the rules. But
1: Girl.
0: why do you think they? Do you think it was to shield us that they were that protective yeah. of us? And and like, do you think it? Do you think it benefited you? Like what are the, I, well, we know that there are, there are cons. But, there are, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are the, I guess what are the pros and cons of that kind of upbringing?
1: You know what I've noticed? I think, generally speaking, because our parents, to answer your question, yeah, I think for a lot of our parents, why they shielded us in certain ways, why they allow us to stay at home longer, why they continue to coddle us and stuff, to some degree is and, and follow the rules and mm-hmm. all this stuff a lot of it is the fear of the unknown. Like, also remember, too, that, like, this is a very foreign space to a lot of our parents. Like, sometimes we forget that these people have uprooted their lives from their homes to be in this foreign country that they kind of really know nothing about and they had to figure out on their own Mm -hmm. for a lot of them. And so, yeah, it is fear of the unknown. And they're trying to do their best to, like, set us up for the future. The challenge, though, that I've come to realize is, like, the longer and longer as we... Get into like our mid twenties and and kind of like just looking um, retrospect uh, mm-hmm. retrospectively, um, but also just comparing the lives of a lot of first generation people that I know right. versus people who like this is their native land like they're from they, they're from Canada mm-hmm. um, and their parents are from Canada and their parents parents are from Canada. <laughs> Um, I notice a lot of differences now at this stage. You in my see life. it a little bit later in life. Yeah. Almost
0: definitely.
1: Because I think for a lot of us, I think when we're going to talk about pros and cons, one of the cons that I can see most readily is that um, I feel like, I don't want to say a lot of us are like set back, but I do see kind of um, a delayed adulthood in a lot of us because of how like shielded we've been right. um so i feel like people that kind of have a, a background similar to our background people that have ethnic parents or whatever sometimes like we stay at home longer right. um we stay at home until we get married for a lot of us that's the norm in our culture mm-hmm. to most stay people at home that i know are still married. living at home they most versus, of us still live at most stil-
0: first gens that i know are still living
1: still at home. living at home and
0: I mean, that's because our parents make us super comfortable. Yeah. They they don't even want you to leave half the time, right? Until you're
1: married. Yeah. And it's like, even when you're living at home, it's not looking like how it would look for some, like... Native Canadians are, like, right. for them to live at home. It's a very different experience Extremely for us. Different. It's, like, yeah. you're, if you don't set boundaries as an adult, you're like, there are people who, like, their parents do their laundry. Their parents cook for them. Mm-hmm. Their parents will help them pay their bills. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, there's never really a space for you to actually grow as an adult because that's not forced. Mm-hmm. And our parents are actually fearing that more than embracing that. Um, so I think for people, with- I don't
0: think it's an intentional thing on parents' no, part. No, it's I think, not. yeah, I think it's just more, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a love thing. Like in terms of like the practical things that they don't let a lot of people do, like laundry, like you said, yeah. or cleaning the house or whatever. Um, I think it's just like you know that's just how we grow up in our culture. Yeah, um, taking care of one another. But like I think, aside from those uh, practical things that you're you're not going to be able to learn if you're living at home, for example, just understanding that there's life lessons that you're really yeah. able to, yeah. to learn like i feel like being first gen and that family structure it kind of it kind of keeps you in the dark to a lot yeah. of things like that's what i learned and that's why when i was talking about toronto mm-hmm. <laughs> i was saying like my eyes were open to a lot of different things like and how badly i'm actually at a disadvantage yeah like yeah you know yeah. that no one i don't think anybody could have fully prepared me for it mm-hmm. but my parents really didn't even warn me about like they try like you know they to the best of their ability, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, when you're out here on your own and you're you're trying to grind and you're trying to go to school and you're trying to make money, it's it's hard. Very hard. Like the the world is really against you, Yeah. especially as a black female. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I, I learned it the hard way. Yep. Yeah. And the
1: thing is, too, like, we have to also recognize that we're running such a different race from our parents. Mm. Like, the people, their uh, competition and their cohort was very different than ours. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, when they come here, uh, you know, fresh off of the plane or whatever to Canada, they're not even aware, like, what, you know, Canadians are doing or whatever. They're just trying to survive in this place, right? Exactly. And they're literally in survival mode. being in survival mode, yeah. it's like, okay, they're just trying to build and do what they can. Exactly. And so even when they're raising us, they are... I don't even know how aware they are mm-hmm. of how much, like, other people's lives that are born and raised in this country are so much different than theirs. Like, I think they know. I think but what I'm they're trying sure. to do is kind of
0: replicate whatever they're seeing yes, you know what i yes. mean and that's why they're thinking okay like the best way to to you know making money for for like my kids is to get them through school, school make sure yeah. they go to university yep. some sort of post-secondary right uh, for them to, to be successful in this country right and right. i think that even in itself first of all shout out to all Immigrant parents. Yo, I, I feel like I need to make that all very, very, very clear. We love so, you all. They, they did. They it. grinded. They are. Yeah. They're so. I love immigrant parents. Yo, I love. My they parents so so They like, did the most for us.
1: They actually, they created a way that I don't even know if we, if we could create. I don't we think I that, could. I really. If don't. we were there, really we wouldn't don't. have done it. This yeah,
0: way. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, they're just trying to replicate and trying to. Make sure they're giving you what they think is the best formula mm-hmm. to a successful life, right? But it's sh- it, it it hurt it hurt Yo, us in a lot of ways, and I think I'm realizing that now. Like yeah. like you said, res- retrospectively, like when you're looking back or when you look at certain people, you mm-hmm. know so many people with degrees, but they're not even in their in their field. No, and I all. think that's because we're just forced into this very narrow path, and we're not really given even as children to really explore. We didn't have that luxury right. <laughs> as first gen kids. Right. Um, as parents, parents didn't have the luxury like most parents. My parents were working like round the clock. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? oh, like yeah. They, they can't take you to soccer practice. Right. Like, you can't soccer be. You, how am I going to be a soccer player? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 you mean, yeah. how am I going to be a, a an artist? Like, yeah. how I really couldn't explore different talents no. and passions and no. things like that. That, um, like you said, like native Canadians are they have that, yeah. you know.
1: So, I think the challenge too is like you don't recognize how much, like a lot of the advantages that some people have, um, the the advantage of having parents that are born and raised here is the advantage of having a network, right? Mm -hmm. They always say your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. and that proves to be true the longer that you're an adult is the more you realize that like people have money and are able to gain capital and are able to build wealth and all that stuff based off of who they know like people are getting jobs because they know people right. and their parents know people and their grandparents know people and their grand exactly. great 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 grandparents know people and their aunts and their uncles know people yeah. for us it's just like our parents had to come here and create as best a network yeah. as they possibly so no matter do. how much
0: we try and replicate we get all the degrees that we want yeah. we get into even the workspaces that we want we cap at some point exactly <laughs> we we really do like i mean by the grace of god we, exactly. we make it where we need to make it exactly um and get where we need to go but, but it's it's harder it's very
1: very it's challenging harder. and i think that we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that like right. i think some people would want to say like oh that's being really negative and da 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 like it's a reality it's, it's not it's, being there's negative. a reality Yes. Yeah, so like it's just a the reality there is a reality as much as like i think a lot of us are so like we're proud of our cultural heritage we're proud of our background we're proud to be we're proud to be from where our families are from but we're also very proud to be canadian too in in, in a lot of ways um But we acknowledge the ways in which our lives are so different. Mm -hmm. And um, we are now tasked with creating or carving a space for what it means to be a Black jamaican canadian a black ethiopian canadian in this space what does that mean what does that look like like? Mm -hmm. um we're leading the charge because our parents they they created a space but it's very different from what we are trying to do Mm -hmm. in terms of penetrating the corporate world in terms of uh, breaking into like property ownership on different levels than our parents right um that is a very uh, that that requires a lot. It takes a lot because there's a lot it's to very stuff very, it's new. very new. Very so new.
0: It's very new. So have you thought like when you get married and you have kids how do you want to raise them? Like I that's a whole like I don't know. I don't know a lot of people with kids. I know maybe a handful yeah. of millennials with kids right now. Yeah. And shout out to them. They're doing great jobs. Like when I see what they're they're posting on their socials yeah. and yeah. things like that, I'm like, oh, you guys are amazing. Yeah. So for me, like, I don't know. Like I I want to take the good and kind of yeah. leave the bad. Like you got to be able to do that. Because for me, like one thing I wouldn't do is place unnecessary pressures mm-hmm. on my kids to, you know, maintain this idea of, like perfectness yeah, or you yeah. know you, academics is the only way to
1: success right, and right.
0: to to money and to to happiness like happiness wasn't even discussed i don't think
1: half the time ah, happiness. <laughs> happiness, happiness was a privilege
0: that was a privilege it was a privilege. literally yeah. it was a privilege yeah so survival
1: was a necessity yeah
0: and i don't I, think i want to raise my kids like that yeah. i think i want to make sure that you know that they're able to really explore their passions and be able to figure out what they what they love what they don't like um, and for me as a parent to really be able to facilitate that and to support that. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I think for me, um, when I think of just like future family and how I would want to to raise my kids and, and the things that I'd want to do for them. Um, I think of taking from taking from people who are born and raised in this country and parents that are born and raised in this country, country and kind of seeing um, what they've done to put their kids at an advantage. One of the things like I spoke about before was network. Right. I think I would want to teach my kids or show or, or expose my kids to a wide network of people, um, have them to have a wide, um, like a lot of experiences, because I think those experiences can be eye opening, and Most then definitely bringing them to places where they can encounter yep. different people, showing them how to facilitate relationships with adults, mm-hmm. even while they're children, mm-hmm. um, showing them how to um, just, just that they that they can do anything, right, right? and not discouraging. Because I think for a lot of our parents, like you said, like with academics, we see we saw academics as the only means to success. I think allowing my children to explore creativity, to explore yeah, sports, definitely. to explore different things that they may be passionate about even
0: within academics like yeah, not within just doctor academics. Lawyer, engineer. yeah. like there's so many other things you know what i mean like yeah i think a lot of and i i, I don't blame our parents at no, all no, no. that's the thing like yeah. and i need to say that again because it sounds like we're we're <laughs> hating the way we we're raised i i love the way i was raised i yeah. really do me too and i yeah. think
1: there's so much actually about our our cultural heritage that is meaningful and i actually think that like Canadians that are born and raised here can borrow a lot from some of our cultures and our of traditions course, as yeah. well, just mm-hmm. as much as we can borrow from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in terms of like culture and like ethnic pride and like um, just knowing the, and understanding their roots, I would want to raise children that are very aware of what their roots are, um, but also wanting to do my best to strip as many limitations that I possibly can and a lot of that comes from giving them access to spaces that I never had access to and giving them access to information that I never have access to just by way of diversifying their experiences and mm-hmm. connecting them to people who can um, who can create power sure. and a lot of times I, that's
0: them. a great point because a, a lot of times we think oh it's because we didn't have money growing up or we didn't have like you know we weren't set financially mm-hmm. but honestly no it's more of a perspective shift more than anything else more than
1: anything else yeah. <laughs>
0: It's not about like, oh, we need to have a certain amount to be able to explore like certain things. Right. No. Open your your kids' eyes to different things in the world. Mm-hmm. No, it's just it's how you you raise your kids and your family, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think um in general, um more than anything, we take away from this 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 topic that like being a first-generation Canadian is something that is just such a unique experience. So there are some people that associate more with Canadian culture, some that don't, some that do. So even your first-generation experience is so different for everybody. It
0: differs from person to person. From for person sure. to
1: person, yeah. yeah. So I think more than anything, though, we recognize not necessarily... Um, I think like what I take away is not what our parents didn't do for us. I think they did a lot for us, but I think recognizing that like the system is set up in such a way that doesn't necessarily give us our ability to 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 put our best foot forward. Right. Um and so we have to navigate how um how we're going to to supersede some of the systemic barriers that that we have and I think the only way for us to really know how to override the barriers is to Talk about the fact that there are barriers. Like it doesn't make sense to live in the dark and act like there aren't barriers because there are. Mm-hmm. Um, the more that we have these discussions as First Generation Canadians, we can help each other. Like, that's that's scale the main thing. And I think the main thing, like even when you think about. You know, conversations like these is like, what do we do to help? You know, our sisters that are just a couple steps behind us. What do we help to, our cousins? You know, the people that you know, the kids at our churches, or the people that we know from the community. What do we do? I think offer as much guidance as we possibly can. Um, Be and, open
0: and honest about our experiences. Exactly. like It's not. It's not really easy.
1: And and being aware of like when we are. You know, afforded an opportunity in a company, or um, we're just given access to places that that a lot of people that that look like us or have the experiences that we have don't have access to. Making it our responsibility and our mandate to create a way for the people that come behind us. Because one of the the yeah, like when you look at like nepotism. Is what has carried people um forward like people have just brought in like in a lot of these like super big fortune 500 companies and all this stuff it's like people are just just like okay my son you're gonna be the next executive this daughter go that high literally yeah for
0: little companies everything everything um yeah, it's huge.
1: Yeah, so huge. we have to start to implement those kind of same tactics in terms of, like, reaching out to our community and pulling people up with us as we're going forward. I think that is something that, more than anything else, is going to make a huge impact in improving the the condition for, for a lot of the people that are following us. Like, um, what's it called? Just, yeah. Taking people along for the ride giving them access to information and, opportunities. and
0: I, I i mean i think there are a lot of organizations um in groups and even just within communities like informally that yeah. people are doing that yeah but i think there needs to be a, a bigger emphasis on on that sure, especially just in first gen communities and yeah. it could be culturally divided it doesn't have to be it could be for, yeah. for first gen period yeah. like um but i think it's something that's so big and so important mm-hmm.
1: like It's huge. It is huge. huge. All right. So we hope that you guys enjoyed our discussion today. And if you can relate at all, please hit us up on social media. We want to hear from you. Let us know what your first gen experience is like. What are your hashtag first gen problems? Like, (laughs) let us know um, what we, what, if there's anything that we said that you can relate to, but also um, just. Uh, offer some suggestions like what do you think about you know what we can do as first generation Canadians to kind of like pave the way for the people that are coming right. after us like what, what comes to mind like what do you think would be the biggest um, the, the, the thing that would make the most impact in terms of improving our experience
0: or what would, what would I don't know where you are in your life right? so what yeah. would help you or what would have helped you looking back like yeah. what would have been helpful to you would it be mentorship would it have been Mm. money like what, mm. what what would it have been just so that we have a better idea but yeah be sure to look out for next week's uh podcast episode number two uh you can find the black print podcast episodes on all major streaming platforms we drop new content every thursday uh and yeah don't forget to, uh, to follow us on social media at the black print podcast bye bye